Stuff. It's episode 68 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and you found the show where I talk to the creators of not just certified, but certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talked to Brady Reimer, who's a Grammy-nominated musician. He makes some really good quality rock and roll for kids and families. Before we even start, I want to thank the Margolis girls who sent me a Good Stuff segment separator. You're going to hear it pretty soon. It's amazing. Thank you, Margolis girls. It's episode 68. We've come a long way. We've got lots coming up. Lots and lots and lots and lots coming up. Stay tuned. Later this week, we're going to have another episode. It's a two-episode week, or a two-weeker, or a, a double double whammy, I guess. Yeah, let's call it a double whammy. It's a double whammy this week. So Brady Reimer's on the show today. Look for more later in the week. But Brady is a great guy. was very open and had a great conversation with him, loved talking to him about his music and all of his influences and, and how he's had this amazing career, but he's also played bass with Lori Berkner band. So he's, he's a double whammy. I mean, if we're talking about double whammies, we got to talk about Brady Reimer, the, the, the walking double whammy. Is that weird? Brady, sorry if that was too weird. Be sure to stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear Brady's song, Don't Knock It Till You Try It. Do you know that Brady was nominated for the Grammys three times? I mean, if that's not certified and bona fide, good stuff. I really don't know what it is. Anyhow, let's go to four plus one. Top four songs in my car plus one I try to get my kids to listen to. I'm on like a five-week winner streak. Let's see if that continues. Talk to you at the end of the show. Coming in at number four this week is Dig a Little Deeper from the Princess and the Frog soundtrack. Number three this week is last week's plus one, which means it was a real winner because my kids wanted to hear it again this week. It's If You Only Knew by Catherine Calder. really just love that it's just so nice and if there were to be a, a, a song that was cozy it would be that one coming in at number two is we know the way from the moana soundtrack oh yeah we're back Oh, Lin-Manuel, you can do no wrong. At number one this week is a throwback. It's been on the countdown before. It's A Dragon Tale by past guest of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Funkin' Chips. It holds up. 
You know, that one holds up. I love that. Dragon Tail by Funkin' Ships. And now our plus one this week. Is the streak alive? Did I have a winner? Well, no, I did not have a winner. This song is called Take It Easy by Hopeton Lewis. It's apparently the first ever rock steady song. I'd never heard it before. I heard it on TV. I, I shazammed it because I'd never heard it and I was kind of into it. So I've been listening to it a little bit, like the bass line quite a bit. I think it's a good one. I think it's a very familiar one maybe to people who know their reggae. However, it's new to me and my kids way, way, way did not think this was a winner. Hope you like it. Take a time, take a time, take a time. No need to hurry. Take it easy, take it easy, take it easy. No need to hurry. No slipping, no sliding, no bumping, no boring. I want to ride into town. If you fall from the race, it's If no you liked any of this music, you can find all of it on Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. Support these artists. And let me know how you feel about this plus one. Was it a winner for you? No need to hurry. No, no, no. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Brady, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the Good Stuff Kids podcast because you definitely have some good stuff that you've contributed to the world of kids music. So tell me a little bit. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm out here on Long Island, and uh, I'm married. I have a couple of kids, and uh, that was how I actually got into making music for kids. Uh, I was in a band before that. I've actually been in a band my whole life ever since uh, junior school um, with my and I just continued playing music through my life, and um, that from homes, and then um, and it was just um, you know we just wanted to have a family, and it was hard to tour and to and to be be away from the family. And then when I had kids, I just started writing songs for them. And next thing you know, uh, there was this kind of new career of making children's family music. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I I can't let you go without without talking a little bit about From Good Home. So we talked a little <laughs> bit about like I know of your band and you toured with some like real big shots in the world. Who are some of the people that you sort of rubbed elbows with as part of that original band of yours? Yeah, well, we were uh, we were this this jam band in the '90s, and and so we got lumped into a group with Dave Matthews, Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, Blues Traveler. So there was a there was a cool time when we were uh, growing as a band when Dave Matthews was also growing with us. And he would come, he would drive up to New York from Virginia and open up for us. And we would drive down to Virginia from New York and open up for him. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, so that was really cool. And then we did some tours uh, with Bob Weir of the Grateful Dead. Um, Yeah, that was crazy because, I mean, as someone, you know, one of the first uh, musical memories that I had that really made an impression on me and that made me kind of decide to want to be a, a professional musician was seeing the Grateful Dead at Madison Square Garden in oh. like 78, 78, 79. Wow. And I was with, with my buddy who I ended up playing music with. And it was just one of those nights that it was like, wow, okay, that's, uh, I, I can see myself there, you know? Yeah. And yes. so, 
So, so we told him that, you know, on the tour and he was funny. He laughed and he said, well, the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That was just, that was that's kind of great. perfect coming from Bob Weir. So, yeah. um, and then we did, we did a very special show opening up for Bob Dylan, which was just wow. like, you know, I still can't believe that that happened. And uh-huh. uh, another really, really memorable show with David Byrne, um, who let us use his amplifiers because we came there and, 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 and his tour manager said, the, the opening band can't use any amplifiers. And I mean, we're a rock band, you know, right, right. So he looked at his tour manager and he looked at us and he said, I'll let you use a few things. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's incredible. So, yeah. We, you know, we had a nice run. We, we, you know, we, we got, we stayed together from, from right when we got out of uh, college cause we were high school buddies and we got a house in New Jersey and we just, um, uh, we, we ended up getting a couple of gigs a week to pay for the rent and we, we, we spent a lot of time working on our songs and, and from that living room and from that kitchen we contacted booking agents and managers and just and just grew very very slowly and, um, and so uh, it was great it was a lot of fun. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> you, you, rubbed, you rubbed elbows with some of the, the like true legends and like some of my personal <laughs> heroes. That's very, very cool. Um, I would love to talk to you more about that 78, 79 era of the Grateful Dead, but maybe we'll save that for another time. Um, yeah, yeah. Another podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so well, you, I, do, I do recommend that families, you know, listen to the Grateful Dead. One really quick funny story, yeah. uh, because I, because, you know, being a deadhead, you know, uh, I, I, when my son was little, I'm like, just, you know, experimenting with what kind of music is good to put a, to a kid to sleep or to just kind of wind him down. And I, and I looked at the Grateful Dead bootleg from, from, from Red Rocks. Uh-huh. And I think they opened up with Bertha. And so immediately like, he jumped out of his bed and he got on his top of his bed and he started doing the funny Grateful Dead dance with his, <laughs> like, like, like he just knew this instinctually, you know? Yeah. So he started dancing around his room like a dead hand. And I, just, I, don't know, I just think that's a really funny yeah, story. Some, some, <laughs> some people are born with it, right? Some people are born with that gene that understand and can do yeah, that dance. Just, Right, it's just out there, and it kind of makes you do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the best. Wow. Um, so you're also you ha- you've had a pretty pretty amazing career, pretty amazing run. You also play bass for Lori Berkner. How long has that been something that you do? I you know I think it's about five years now. Actually, uh, hard to believe, but um, yeah, um, Lori's uh, she was going through a transition there, a change in um, in, in personnel, and um, we'd been. Friends, you know, we both um, ha- lived on the upper uh, Upper West Side of Manhattan, and we'd see each other uh, on the streets sometimes, and uh, or we just kind of, um, um, uh, you know, cross paths. And um, we uh, the 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 little band opened up for the Lori Berkner band a couple of times. She extended that really gracious uh, invitation, and then. Um, you know, she said, you know, this is a weird call, but, you know, th- there's this opening and, uh, you know, uh, maybe you could do a couple gigs and see how you like it. And it's, you know, not a full time job. You can still, you know, you keep doing all the things that, that I'm doing. And uh, and then it's all clicked. I, I love the. I love, you know, obviously her and her music and her show and the musicians, Bobby and Susie and the whole the whole crew. Um, it is amazing. Um, and I really recommend everybody, especially um, kids, artists to go out and see what see the connection and um, just the, the quality that Lori brings to this uh, to this field and this genre. Yeah, she, she is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And it's got to be cool for you 
to uh, to sort of watch her work and watch her do her thing and maybe there's like I don't know I can't like when I play music with someone I pick up stuff from them so I imagine that there's some learning that happens there as well um Yes, so. I've started to go around my house looking for for stuffed animals to put on my head. <laughs> and stuff, no. and like, you're a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, no, but it, yes, it, yeah, it, 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 it has done that a, a lot. And also, it's just, it's really fun to go out there also and not be like the front guy with the set list and to take care of all the, all the details and just kind of take that role of, you know, sitting back and being more supportive, you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice. It's not, it's, yeah, totally. Um, and now, so let's talk about you and your band. You are in a band called The Little Band That Could. So how do we get the name Little Band That Could? Well, we had so many people in the band, I just thought that that was the, the best way to describe it. Yeah. No, you know, um, I don't know. I think, honestly, one day we were just, I was jamming with a few members, musicians, and doing this kind of train song, and I started singing, woo-hoo, woo-hoo, little band, you know, and thinking yeah. of that story, the little train that could, right. and I changed the lyric to the little band that could, and so it became a song about, you know, climbing up that hill and and, and not, not giving up, and, you know, uh, I think I can kind of spirit and then right. it was like, wow, the little band that could—that seems like a good, uh, a good band name. So it just kind of happened naturally, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So how many, how many records have you all put out? Not to put you on the spot, uh, I know that can be tricky well, one sometimes. Yeah, no, no, we've we've put out eight albums. The the, the little band has been um, more instrumental in uh, one, two, three, five, I think four or five of those records, and then there were there were some that in the beginning of uh, my career I was just doing by myself. Mm -hmm. um and um and then slowly started bringing in members of the little band and then we just all jumped in on um an album i think in 2009 so uh -huh. so it's yeah so a couple of years now <laughs> yeah so i i've been listening to a lot of your music and it is so high energy and so great and and there's an instrument that uh that you sort of feature that that is not necessarily featured in lots of different kinds of music that being the accordion so what's yeah. your what's your relationship with the accordion because some people have like a tenuous relationship but you really go for it well you know yeah it was um it was actually something that was just brought um to the little band um by uh claudia musson one of the claudia and uh and seth our keyboard player they um seth you know, mostly was sticking with the keyboards and he would pick up the accordion just a little bit. But one day Claudia said, you know, I, I'm looking for another instrument to play because she's, she's a, she's a heck of a singer. And she was, um, you know, trying out the ukulele or guitar or this or that. And then when she got the accordion, it was just, uh, you know, love at first squeeze, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and honestly, like, you know, so I just said, cause I, I'm all into it. I'm like, She's like, well, you know, I don't really know how to play it. And I'm like, bring it to a gig and just start playing. I don't, you know, yeah. there's no better time to to learn than uh, on stage. Let's just go for it. So, so, um, and, and you know, like I said, there's nothing like accordion to get, you know, get get the party going. And then, yeah. and then we make a joke on stage. Well, when we have Seth and and Claudia play accordions, there's two accordions now. Like, you know, the party's really going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, it is totally great, but it adds such a a nice. Um, uniqueness to your sound, especially in the kids' music genre. There's not a ton of accordion, in it, but it fits the it fits the vibe. 
So what are, who are some of your influences? I hear a lot of amazing stuff in your music, but I'd love to hear from you about who sort of, you know, we talked about the Grateful Dead and that kind of thing, but, but are there any other artists that, that really you sort of look to as like, this has really shaped me? Yeah. I, well, I guess one of the first ones was the rock and roll of the 50s because my parents had those uh, those 45 records like lying around the house. So the, I remember the day I discovered, you know, um, Tutti Frutti by Little Richard or Chuck Berry, um, Chuck Berry especially because of his storytelling and his um, – you know, how, how much he did just with the, the three chords, you know, the latest Adele song, uh, you know, is just knocks me out, you know, this, yeah. this, these, pop, these great, great pop songs, well written, well produced, well, um, you know, and just well placed in, in the world at a certain time. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, you know, I guess I guess I got older, my uh, Motown really, really grabbed me and, and James Brown. And then, of course, Bob Dylan, Bob Dylan hit, hit, hit me pretty hard, you know, to hear to hear um, the work that he's done. So and then Bruce Springsteen. And um, so so all those things in there, you know, yeah. you just kind of, the, the band and uh, I don't know, you know, you could kind of keep going and going. Yeah, you know? of course, of course. Well, that's the beauty of music, right? You can listen yeah. to as much as you want and it can influence you as much as you want. Um, right. So that's that's really amazing. So I'm, uh, I'm on your website now as we talk and I see this like <laughs> scrolling set of pictures of you and the band. And I've, you know, I've seen a lot of band pictures, right? Everyone's seen a lot of band pictures. But in particular, like this concert shot of you jumping in the air and you all in the diner, it looks like you guys are having, even in, you know, in like a posed picture in front of this diner, you all look like you're having so much fun and, and, you're, have, and you're bringing so much joy to the music that you're making. So based on that, I would love to know what a Brady Reimer concert is like. Tell me a little bit about the concert experience. Well, yeah, it's that. We come with smiles on our faces and... Um, and uh, you know, I I love to just to just to jump right into it um, and get the music going and get the energy flowing because I believe in the energy going out to the audience and them feeling great about that and then they give it back to you and then it starts going back and forth and back and forth. Um, and I, I I also love to let the music kind of speak for itself and let the musicians play because our band really features some some fantastic players and. Um, and we worked hard to make the music um, rich and um, and satisfying, you know, and and really um, uh, and real, you know. Mm -hmm. And so so the show is going to start. It's going to get get the blood pumping, you know. And then and then I'm not going to ask too much of the audience. It's not going to be too much organized fun. And we're just going <laughs> to yeah. let them speak for itself. And then. Um, and then we just try to get a lot of really nice moments in there. Get get the rocking moment, get a funky moment, bring it down, get a tender moment, and uh, and showcase the different musicians and um, and hopefully you know everybody leaves inspired because I I just know personally I know how how much I love rock concerts for a lot of reasons. One, I love watching people do what they love to do. Um, it's inspiring. And then I also love connecting to the people around me. I love watching people watch the artists. You know, I love, I love the whole experience. It, it's emotional. It's, um, it's, it's a big, it's kind of a big event. There's a lot going on. And um, I kind of trust that and, and know that um, if we, you know, give it all we got and do, do our jobs and give the energy, then, then, you know, the songs will be delivered and everybody will feel inspired. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like you really try to be in the moment, and that's a great thing. 
um, you know. This, uh, it, it reminds me of uh, a show we did uh, recently out in New Jersey. And I don't know, a five-year-old, six-year-old, uh, her dad said, um, wow, she, she, she left. And in the lobby, she looked at me and went, well, that was intense. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this little, this little kid to kind of say that, it was like, yeah, yeah all right. Yeah, like and that. that's good. But like intense and kids can handle it. That's, that's great. Um, so you, you've been nominated for the Grammys, for a Grammy in, in kids, the kids record or kids album category three times. Um, with yeah. more to come, I can feel it. And uh, <laughs> I just would love to hear maybe a minute about what it's like at the Grammys. Uh, well, you know, you're you're walking on air at the Grammys because you're 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 um, you're being celebrated, and from the work that you 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 worked hard and you put a lot of time into that, and it just feels so fantastic. And you're there with the other children's nominees, and then all the other nominees. Um, and um, once again, I guess it's really inspiring um, to to uh, have a chance to rub elbows or to speak with some of the other uh, musicians. And um, you know, I guess it's just a really beautiful affirmation of the of the work that you're doing. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that people should track down your social media to see an amazing picture of you from the Grammys. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it, but it is it is really awesome. So your latest your latest record is Press Play. And uh-huh. um, one of the songs that really has been uh, sort of – that we played a lot in our house is Don't Knock It Till You Try It. Oh, um, wow. Cool. Because, uh, you know, we have a very picky eater. Uh, <laughs> our seven-year-old is a very picky eater. And we can, you know, play that song. And he's like, okay, you know, that makes sense. I won't, you know, I won't <laughs> until you try it. So these your music, like, comes from a place of authenticity. So – I guess, like, I'm interested in your just a word about your your songwriting process because yeah. you you go from like you know this concept of for a kid like you got to try stuff like you might like it you don't know and then you put it to this like incredible groove and you got you know there's horns and all these different instruments so like how does it start how does a song start for you? Uh, well, I I think for me it it starts from a personal relationship. Um, so. My daughter was a picky eater, um, oh. <laughs> and, you know, a few songs came from that. And then also the relationship that I make with kids at schools, um, with teachers, with families, moms, dads. So a lot of times, you know, you, you know, you just have your eyes open, you have your antennas up and you and you experience things. And then for that song, I don't know, that one literally I got out of my car in a parking lot and started walking to the store and I just for some reason just started singing don't knock it till you try and all I had was that I had all the all I had was that line and I put it on my iPhone and then um uh, a year later I said wow what there's that chorus that won't leave me alone and I finished the song so I don't know it just I think if you live life and in, in, in take in these experiences, they just kind of come out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I love the cover of the record, Press Play. Oh, well, um, I think it's, it's beautiful. And as a, as a musician, I want, to, I want the story of this guitar of yours. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's – yeah. So the cover is my old guitar and, uh, and I'm looking at it now. So um, – 
and it's been it's been worn away and, and beat up and lovingly uh, played. So yeah. that was the idea of like press play for me. Pressing play is just like you know going down and 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 making music with this beautiful uh, instrument. So it's a it's a 1957 uh, Gibson um, LG3 guitar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My wife bought it for me uh, back in like 96, 97. Uh -huh. So it's about, I've had it for, I guess it's 20 years and it had a, a long life before. I heard it went to a war um, and it was back and it was sitting in a shop in New York. And, uh, you know, it's a hard thing for someone to buy a, a personal gift like a guitar, but, uh, but she nailed it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally nailed it. That's so cool. And it's great that it has a story and you know the story yeah. and, and it, the story continues with you. Um, so Brady, how can, how can people connect with you, find out more about you, find your music, those kinds of things? Uh, the first place is just bradyreimer.com. Um, go to the website and then, and then there's, uh, Brady Ryan, the little band that could on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, uh, you know, iTunes and the whole deal. It's all there. Spotify. and <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, Brady, thank you so much for your time. It was awesome to, to get to know you and to hear a little bit about your story and, uh, can't wait to hear more music very, very soon. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Later. It's, he's a legitimately good guy. Brady Reimer. Good guy. Good music. Great to talk to him. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Be sure to stay tuned all the way to the end for his song, Don't Knock It Till You Try It. We love this one in our house. want to take a, a moment to thank Jonathan Messenger, past guest of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, and the creator of the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, who posted uh, an article, an interview he did, where he asked me some questions about the podcast that I've started and how I feel about it and how it's been going and what was some of the influences to start it and what have I learned, etc. And uh, I really appreciated him taking the time to to talk with me about these things. And I should point out that this is uh, because he and I are a part of Kids Listen, which is a collective of podcasters who are trying to make really high quality audio podcasts for kids and families. So you should be sure to check out kidslisten.org. Find them all over on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter and and, and all of those things, um, really tremendous people working together, and I am honored to be a part of that group. Thanks for listening. Of course, if you wanted to tell a friend about the Good Stuff Kids podcast and about your buddy Mike, the host, it would be much appreciated because this is good stuff. And if you know parents who spend time in the car with their kids and spend time trying to get their kids to not watch TV or what have you, then uh, maybe there's some stuff that they could find in the past 68 plus episodes of the good stuff kids podcast of course you can find everything you need at goodstuffpod.com drop me a line at mike at goodstuffpod.com and i look forward to talking to you very 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 soon here is don't knock it till you try it by brady reimer and the little band that could
Stuff.